0: From this is
1: Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors' official podcast.
0: We are back. Hello, and welcome back to Warriors Weekly. I'm your host, Glasgow Warriors Media Manager Duncan Seller, and sitting across from me via Zoom is a man who's played over 1,000 minutes for Glasgow Warriors without conceding a penalty. He's been named our CubeNet Defender of the Week for three weeks in succession. And no wonder, he currently sits third on the Pro 14 Tackle Success Chart with a 98% tackle completion rate. Warrior number 302, Tom Gordon. Tom, how are you, mate?
2: Yeah, I'm not bad, mate, how are you? I'm
0: good. We start this podcast the same way every time right now. Ryan Wilson, right at the start of this season, was telling us about kind of the, some of the, the cultural stuff and how uh, when a player first turns up to the club, they have to stand up in front of the the squad and talk about their family, kind of their rugby history, and then tell an interesting factor, a hidden talent. So when you stood up in front of the squad, what was your hidden talent?
2: Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't really have a talent. I used to be able to do the Rubik's Cube, but um, I kind of forgot the last part of it. But um. But apart from that probably nothing really um, no
0: were you a, were you a speed solver or was it just uh, just being able to solve it it wasn't one of these kind of like 30 seconds kind of guys
2: yeah not bad so let's
0: just chat about those stats there that i listed off like those are all defensive stats but i suspect that if i was to actually ask you about kind of what you think your point of difference was as a player and what you kind of want to be known for, I think you'd probably say attack, I think you'd be more talking about kind of your ball carry and your link play kind of stuff, wouldn't you?
2: uh yeah, yeah, I'd like to play like that, but at the moment, um I guess I'm doing not too bad job defensively as well, and I can you know play well without mm-hmm. having to attack too much but just defend yeah so yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And are those are those kind of like stats that you're you're conscious of? Like, are those things that you have in the back of your mind? You know, like when when you finish a game, are you sitting there thinking, you know what, hang on, I didn't miss a tackle, or are you just kind of getting a man who just goes out there and kind of gets the job done?
2: Uh, no, I don't really think about it. I just um, maybe maybe like if I kind of have like a moment of reflection about the game, like oh, maybe I like realised I didn't miss a tackle,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but. I don't know, I'm not really going out, and that's like my main aim. I'm just going out and playing, and I don't know it's turning out like that. I yeah. guess.
0: And some of, I guess, uh, in the off season, Danny had mentioned that our back rowers were kind of looking to improve on a few different things, and one of them was was our turnovers and kind of the work over the ball. Is that something that you've been improving on, and, and how how do you think you've you've been doing with that?
2: Um, yeah, I have been um, working on that. Um, after trainings and warrior 15 and stuff
1: mm-hmm. and
2: doing work with like Foto and, and fuzzy and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I've definitely, definitely put on work and my I don't know, practice came in handy. Um, the other weekend he also, and I got a couple.
1: Yeah.
2: So yeah, Danny's pretty big on it. Danny's pretty big on it. He says he wants like sevens at a, big jackals and stuff so Mm
0: -hmm.
2: yeah keep working on that
0: and do you think do you think you're succeeding
2: Uh, yeah I guess I'm I'm getting a bit better Um, yeah slowly but surely
0: (laughs) do you know how many you've got this season
2: Um, three I think maybe like one stroke
0: you're sitting on four so four from four from four games and you're currently sitting sixth in the Pro 14 for numbers of turnovers which again I think is all, all, again, all these stats are kind of defensively, but you're putting in a fair showing, aren't you?
2: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you... Do you I, I, we spoke on the phone, this must have been, I think, kind of March time, just at the start of lockdown. And I, I rattled off a few things to you, and it was kind of like stats-wise. And a lot of them, I think I had them incorrect, and you picked up on them straight away. So are you a guy that tracks some of, some of your stats, like... If I was to ask you, like, how many games you played for us and, and things like that, is that something that's that you, you you remember and you hold on to? Uh yeah, I don't
2: know how many games I played, um, but that's about the only set I hold on to. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know I've, I've played twenty three games, but um, I do not tell you how many tackle tackles I've made or yeah. anything like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: have, what was the what's been the standard game then from those? 23
2: games. Standout game. Um, that Edinburgh one a couple of seasons ago that, was, that I played in, that was pretty good.
0: The Mind the, that man the game. Match
2: game? Yeah. Um, um, that was, yeah, that's probably the best one. That yeah. Pretty, that was pretty sick. Um, mm. So, yeah, that one.
0: What, what made it so good? I
2: don't know, I was just going to. For me, it was pretty cool being chucked in there like, last minute and then going out there and we all got a big win. It was
0: hmm And I've brought you on today because I think you've got a really interesting backstory about how you kind of came to Warriors and, and how you actually, I guess, ended up playing as a, as a professional rugby player. But I, I think it's best to start off with saying that you're definitely a Kiwi. If I was to describe you know, a Kiwi to somebody, I think you would take a fair few of the boxes you're sitting there with a mullet on, and um, you you drive a pickup. You quite often are walking around in bare feet. Would you? I guess yeah. Would you? Would you say you're a proud Kiwi? Um. Yeah.
2: I guess so. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just. I don't know. I just kind of hold on to a bit of what it's like back home. Yeah. And I might just keep rocking the same stuff, I guess. <laughs>
0: and. <laughs> Let's talk about the mullet really quick. How How is it doing? How long is it staying? Um, yeah, because I think you, you got it cut just before the first game of this season, didn't you?
2: Uh, yeah, I got it cut in August or something like that. When, yeah. Just before the first Edinburgh
1: game.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I had long hair from lockdown and I was just like, yeah, I have a mullet because mullets are in at the moment. And got lucky mm-hmm. to cut my hair. And, um, then yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty sick. <laughs> but I'm um, a sick around for probably like probably the season, maybe only to the end of the year. I don't know. I don't yeah, thought about Just you... to play it by air, you know.
0: Yeah what what do what do all the what do all the guys say about the mullet? Do you get any comments?
2: Yeah, everyone thinks it's sick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 do, you, do you ever get in a game? Um, Ryan, again, Wilson recently was speaking about kind of how he does uh, in a game. He sometimes kind of talks away the opposing team. Do you have anyone ever kind of chat chat away to you about your haircut in a scrum, at the back of a scrum or anything like that?
2: No, nah, I've mainly got compliments, eh? Really? Um, yeah. Um, uh, when we played Scarlett, Steph, Evan, Steph Evans, who has a model as well, he was like, nice hair. I was like, yo. <laughs> and then some, when we played also some, I don't know who it was, Some. One of their players said to me, "Oh, after the game, oh, nice mullet or something." I was like, "Oh, cheers!" <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and what do what do I guess the people who are outside the rugby world think? Of it? like, what does your girlfriend think of the mullet?
2: Oh, she doesn't hate it. Um, she was a bit skeptical about it when I was telling her I was going to do it, but mm-hmm. um, she says she doesn't hate it, um, which is all good. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: And you said there that Aki cuts it. So is he is he your go to hairdresser?
2: At the moment, yeah. He, he gives just bro cuts. He um, he does I don't know. He said he hasn't taken any courses or anything. So um, I don't know, but he does a decent job. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: How how professional is it? Has he got a, a proper gown and like a, a barber's chair, or is it just a kind of stand in the bath and?
2: No, well, no. Nah, it's like I sit on a. Like a kitchen stool, but he's got the gown and he's got all the different like clippers and scissors and all the whole shebang. <laughs> really is it, is, is yeah. he looking
0: is he looking to turn become a barber when he retires
2: or is it just no no he just cuts hair for the boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who else's hair does he do? Who else's hair should we be looking out for?
2: Um, I don't know if he's given any of the other boys a haircut. He um. Gives my fight man a haircut. He gives. Well, he gave um. Tom Jordan a haircut. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's a bit too rough. All the other boys who like to look all pretty.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so as I said there, obviously you're a Kiwi. You're definitely 100% a Kiwi. Um, and your journey to come into playing for Warriors is is certainly interesting. So. What happened, like, can you can you talk us through how you ended up at the Warriors? Because am I right in thinking that, that you basically just came over here for, for a six-month gap year? So, yeah, say, yeah. well, not even a gap year then, just, yeah, for six months. And then you are now, however many years later, you're still here now playing professional rugby. And you came over with, with no ambitions to, to uh, you know, go pro or anything like that. It was just to kind of travel, wasn't it?
2: Uh, yeah. Um, well, when I originally came over, it was I was seventeen and it was in December, um, twenty fourteen, and yeah, I came over with an open ticket and just was going to come over and live with some um, of my family over here and um, work for them, and I, I wanted to cut, like play, wanted to play rugby while I was over here because I like to play rugby, and I was like. While well, it's rugby season and I'll play.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But because I was um, eligible to play for Scotland, I ended up playing Scotland 18s in my my like first few months of being here. And um, then I was still working for my family, laboring, like building and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said I'd stay to the end of the year, which was 2015. And then I was like, wow, well, this rugby season goes on past that, I'll finish rugby season and then go back. So, mm-hmm. But then I got offered like a stage three academy contract at the end of that. So I just started doing that. And I was playing for Curry and I was still playing for Curry and I was living in Edinburgh and training um, in the academy in Edinburgh. And um, um, my last academy year, the Edinburgh didn't take me on and then my academy coach... Um, what's his name Brian Eason he basically told, uh, he told me that he's going to put a word into Glasgow and see if they want to take me on because he thought my playing style matched Glasgow's a bit better than it did Edinburgh's
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, and then Renz like, yeah, said yeah and I came in for a bit of like a trial for like um, I don't know, like half the second half of the year from the from South of Six Nations in
1: 2018
2: mm-hmm. and I got a contract after that and now I'm here, and I've been here for uh, I've been in Glasgow for two and a half years now.
0: Right. Okay. So, yeah. And, and what what was it that made you want to come over when you finished school at seventeen? Was it just to see family, or was there?
2: No, it was um because at my school um in the boarding house we had like gappies from that came from like, the UK mm-hmm. and um. I was like, oh that looks pretty sick. They get to just like live in the school and just go have a crazy year um overseas. And I was like, Oh, I could probably do the same and go to the UK and kind of looked around and then I knew about my oh my mum's cousins over here. I met them like once and then I just asked him if I could come. And he said mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. And then yeah. And
0: that's it. So
2: yeah, it was just a come over here for what we call in New Zealand an OE, overseas experience.
0: And so were you actually going to go to to a boarding school and be a, a gappy, as you called it there, or was it just, it ended up just you were just going to come and work?
2: Um, I thought about it, but um, I kind of organised to stay with my uncle pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, pretty quickly. So, yeah.
0: I guess, it has it been a bit of a whirlwind? Like, is there... What was there a pinch yourself moment in that, or is it something you've just kind of taken in your stride? Just oh, okay, right, a contract's come my way for the academy, and then oh, okay, there's there's now a Glasgow contract, or or have have there been kind of moments you're like, wow, hang on, this is this is so far from what I expected when I you know came over here for just for six months to kind of work with family and play a bit of rugby?
2: Um, yeah, um, yeah, I guess I've been pretty, it's pretty special, I guess. Um uh, like there was times when I um, uh, when I was still 18 and I was and I moved out of my uncles in Denver and I was so poor like I remember once I couldn't even afford to get the bus to go out to work at us. and then to finally be able to earn myself an income that's pretty decent and just um, to live comfortably yeah is like a bit of an achievement
0: Yeah, yeah I bet <laughs> I think I feel like when whenever I chat to you, you seem to be a guy who takes things in, in your in kind of yeah, in your stride. And obviously I asked you there if there were a few pinch, pinch yourself have moments and you said there were, but when when you're actually playing games for us, it, do you do you get nervous or are you just somebody who's just kind of like focused on the game, just ready to go out and play? So whether that's going out and playing for Curry or playing for Scotland under 18s or or, or playing for Glasgow, whether that's in a pro 14 game, a preseason game or, or a European game.
2: It doesn't matter. It's it's just a game of rugby. Um. Yeah, I guess like I I, like to me to me. Um. When I'm nervous, I'm I'm kind of scared, Mm -hmm. really, really worried. But like, um. So I don't really get nervous before a game because I'm not really worried about a game. You know, like what's there to be scared about? It's just playing rugby. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um. But I don't know sometimes like get this sense of like pressure, mm-hmm. just like faintly, <laughs> like like when you've been posting all those photos of, of my mother and stuff, and then I'm just like, oh no, they've gave me two posts this week. Now I have to play well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so 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 you're asking that we, next week you definitely don't get defender of the week, and we just kind of l- let you kind of. Glide underneath the radar? Yeah, just play. (laughs) Just go go about and play.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And, and do you have a pre-match ritual at all? Like, I've seen, we sometimes have a GoPro in the changing room and I see after the huddle you seem to have a, a kind of, a little mini routine where you kind of like slap your legs, pound your chest, slap your face. Is that something that you do before every match?
2: Yeah, um, it's like, when you're in the gym and you go to do like a um, PB lift,
1: mm-hmm.
2: slap your leg, like PB squat, you go to slap your quads and stuff, and it kind of, I don't know, but it seems to help me when I do it. Mm-hmm. And it can you know, I just do that to my whole body because you're about to go into like a car crash. Out there. Yeah. And yeah. so is that something
1: that
0: you do? That's something you do before every game, isn't it?
2: Yeah, just kind of, you know, fast me up a little bit, get me yeah. ready, wake up.
0: And then, and then, how, how does that work if you're a sub? Because you've you've gone in the past two seasons from from being a guy who, you know, who, who's been coming off the bench. You obviously then had your start at that man of the match game against Edinburgh. A few more appearances off the bench, and then obviously this season so far you played four games. All four seasons, all four games starting. There was a Sale last year. You started. You you were uh, X, um, Leinster away as well last season. You started. You you've now moved and kind of progressed to that point where you're now kind of. Not not a nailed-on starter, but but you you know you're one of our starters uh, in the back row. When you're a sub, do you do that same kind of routine just before you go on the pitch?
2: Nah, um, I I struggle getting fired up coming off the bench. Like I don't really know how to get switched on for it. A lot of the time, like last season, um, uh, before the new year. Mm-hmm. Before the year, um, I was playing for like ten minutes off the bench. Like, I think we played La Rochelle twice and then Edinburgh twice. Mm-hmm. And uh I just was not like in the in the zone. Like I, like I would come off like ten minutes and I'd do something and I like, miss one tackle, and like, like ah, oh, like my one like opportunity and I've messed it up and. Mm-hmm. Then, like, we would have won the game. Like, we, like, La Rochelle, we won the game. Um, and i played had 10 minutes. I missed, like, one tackle with, one, with another one or something like that. Disappointed in myself. Um, so I had, like, a frowny face on when they were celebrating in the changing room. just like... <sighs> yeah. It- and I- it- so I've I kind of, found a hard coming kind off the bench.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: mentioned last season a little bit there, and I think for you it was maybe not a breakout season, but it was a, it was a good season for you. It was a season where where you you rose through the ranks. You went from being a guy who was kind of who would be on the bench to a guy who, who was starting the occasional game. To against Leinster, you you started the game in the back row when all the other back rowers were fit. You you were that first choice player for that game. For you, do you felt like it was a bit of a shame that the season kind of got stopped a little early? You seem to be kind of finding your stride. You've been called up into the Scotland squad as well.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. It was a bit frustrating. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, you know, I was hoping to get a few more games. But, um, oh well. Um, it is what it is. Life goes on. And um, but just happy I get to play now. Yeah. So, really good.
0: Mm-hmm. And and when we chatted uh, in May, you'd said that when you played Sail Away, which was a game that you started, you said that it was one of the most physical games you'd played and you were struggling to move and couldn't do a push-up after it because it was, it was it was just so intense.
2: Yeah, I just wasn't used to um, – I don't think my body was used to playing um, so much yeah. at that level. It was just getting used to it still. Um, and there's some big men playing for sale. And, um, yeah, so my shoulders were a bit beat up after that, but um, I kind of recovered.
0: Yeah, and and you you said in press a few weeks ago. You, you talked about being battle hardened and, and wanting to get battle hardened and getting a run of games under under your belt to kind of get yourself fully up to speed. Do, do you feel like you're you're there right now, or is there still one or two more games to come before you're really firing at one hundred percent?
2: No, I don't know. No, I'm feeling pretty good at the moment. Um, no, no, I'm pretty. I feel like pretty much in the swing of it. No, yeah and, um. Yeah, um, didn't have a game on the weekend, so just got more rest be able to play harder against Munster.
0: Yeah, and that's certainly going to be a big game, isn't it? Munster's kind of one of our, I guess, our big rival rivalries throughout the years.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, so uh, just listening to that bit that Wilson did on that podcast about all the Munster players having them. Mm-hmm. They're saying those games are spicy.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and and then let, let's quickly just touch on on that Scotland call up because for you I think it kind of came it came out of the blue a little bit. We we spoke at the start there, but you want coming over for kind of a gap year and want to do a little bit of travelling. Now you were supposed to be going travelling with Stafford during that Six Nations break, but obviously you got that call up to the Scotland squad. So. What kind of? Can you talk us through kind of what happened, how you found out you got called up and, and were you expecting to get the call into the squad for the Six Nations?
2: Um, I was definitely not expecting it. Um, I had no idea. Um, I was definitely getting ready to go on holiday with Stafford and Aki. Um, mm-hmm. We were going up to the country's five cities in ten days. It was going to be a pretty mean trip. Um, but Nah, Gregor, I saw Gregor call me, he, he called me on WhatsApp, but like, I don't have his number, but his, you know, his face popped up on my phone, and um, and he, and I was like, what? And he just said, oh, no, um, you know, you're in the squad, basically, and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> um, my sh- <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like what the, like what the hell? Like <laughs> why? Like I like I was saying like, oh, all right, I well, thank you for the opportunity. Whatever. And then got off the phone and I was thinking like, what the hell? Why why me? I was thinking, why why have I been selected? I've started like, one game. I was just like, what's going on here? And I thought it was bit out of it. I felt that like I felt like I didn't really deserve it. I found it a bit weird, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but oh, well. yeah, it's cool, it's good, it's cool. it a good experience, though,
0: yeah. And am I right in thinking, though, that you only found out the day before the squad was announced? It wasn't like you, you knew a few weeks ahead of time, it was just you know, the day as you said, you were getting ready to go on holiday,
2: uh, yeah, no, they, they he found me the day before the squad got announced, um, yeah. yeah.
0: And then, and then who, who's the first call to then when you find out, especially when it's going to caught you off guard like that? Is it, is it, is it a call to Stafford and Aki to tell them that you can't come or is it a call to the family? Ooh, or? I
2: actually don't know. It might have been to my mum. It might have been to my, um, my brother one of my flatmates. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember what I was doing. I think I was just at home sitting on the couch. So my, it must have been my flatmates who were just, you know, in the vicinity mm-hmm. um, and then rang mum yeah
0: is that pinch is that i guess is that another pinch yourself moment
2: yeah it was pretty cool yeah she was pretty happy um so yeah
0: because because yeah because again going from a guy who's come over for six months just on a gap year just to play some rugby and just kind of work and just kind of travel a little bit to what's that four four years later being pro contract
2: six Hmm? years in december
0: six years. Six Six
2: years
0: here you go here's the man that corrects me with the stats
2: um, yeah, that's a god. That's a long time. Um, it's gone by so quickly. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like I'm, last year I was seventeen and I was still at school. Yeah,
0: but that's what I mean. Like you know, so even even six years, you've gone six years from from turning up, you know, not really looking to go pro, just play some rugby and hang out to six years later being being called into the Scotland squad. That's pretty mental, isn't it?
2: Yeah. It was, it was pretty crazy that I just left home at like 17 years old um, to never return. <laughs> um, I don't know what mum really thinks about it. I think she's happy for me now, but she gave me an open ticket, and I just went exploring and never came back.
0: <laughs> and and what, what was what was Scotland camp like for you? As you said, you kind of felt. I guess you said when you got the call, you're like, "Why me?" But, but when you actually turned up, were you like, yeah, okay, right, cool. Over that now, again, going back to just being a guy who wants to just get his head down and work.
2: Yeah, it was all good because um, I knew a few of the Edinburgh guys. So, like, going there, there's not too many unfamiliar faces. And they were pretty nice. Everyone's pretty all good and healthy and stuff. Um, so, no, yeah, it was all good. Was, you know, intense, trying were intense. And, um, yeah. No, it's good.
0: And then, and then you you were called into the training squad, I guess unofficially for for this for the kind of lead up to the Wales and the Georgia game, weren't you? And you were in with Scotland for a few weeks then as well.
2: Yeah, no, I was just in for one week. It was our week off after the Scarlets game. Um, I was in, did that whole week on a Tuesday, the Wednesday and Friday or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was-
0: I, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't aware that you'd been called in, and then I was sitting watching one of their videos, and I just saw the kind of the mullet run, run past the side, kind of side of the the screen. Yeah, there's Tom. Tom's in there somewhere.
2: So everyone said to me, I was um, sitting at home. Um, that would have been on the Monday afternoon after the Scarlets game,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and my agent texted me and said, "Oh, so you're not in the squad?" I was like, "Oh, right, I don't even know." So that was he saw their announcement, and then Steve Tandy, the defense coach, called me, and he just kind of basically told me it wasn't in. It was like, "Sweet ass." And then um, at like nine o'clock or eight thirty at night or something like that, then got a text saying, "Oh, can you come in Tuesday, Wednesday? Can you come in tomorrow at ten a.m. and Wednesday?" And then went came back on the Thursday, and then got JD texts me and said. Coming Friday, I was like, okay.
0: It seems like Scotland like to interrupt your kind of your weeks off and your holiday plans, isn't it? That was the, the one week off that you had and everyone else is getting a break and you're getting called back into the squad.
2: Yeah, I don't know. What the hell <laughs>
0: <laughs> And then let's just finish off by by talking about this season. Um obviously, you know, I've kind of already touched on it there, kind of obviously some pretty solid performances from yourself. Um, as I said, you're sitting in pretty high up in some of the leaderboards in defence. Um, but also you scored your second try for the club uh, against Leinster. And did I see a celebration, did I? A, 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 was it you, what, Can you can you talk us through that, please? I think I saw, was it you, you, you took yeah. the ball off whoever you, you scored, you handed the ball to somebody else, then took it back and then lifted it over your head and pretended to drink
2: from it, was no, it? No, so uh, what it was was an inside joke between me and my flatmate. So when we played Scarlet's, he was drinking with my other flatmate and he said, if you score, I'll scull a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, if I score, then yeah, I'll give you the signal. I'll crack the crack the ball like a beer can and then scull it. And, um, and he was like, yeah, sweet so as And then before the um, Links the game I said, nah Deal's still on And he was like Oh yeah, okay And then I scored And I would never celebrate like that In the situation we were in Yeah It was like 72nd minute We were down by a bit <laughs> Like it's just, just That looks like to Everyone outside the joke That I'm an idiot But <laughs> It's a, just an inside joke that you I know, just stuck to with my fat man. And then he didn't even watch it. He was, a, he was asleep. He went to bed at half time because he was up early to work the next day.
0: <laughs> so so you tell me that we're going to see that celebration again then at some point to make sure that he actually does his, his fine? Um, no,
2: probably not. Probably not.
0: Did, did yeah. anyone in the team comment on it afterwards or any of the coaches or players or anything?
2: Um... No, not really. No. We're just so, like, let, let, let this idiot be an idiot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, just just let, let him fly under the radar and do his job.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Um. Before we finish off, Tom, um, I want to ask you, are you a goal setter? I think on the last podcast you talked about how you'd said, you kind of set a mental goal for yourself two seasons ago to, to have played, I think, th- in three games. Um. Do you still kind of set mental goals for yourself?
2: No, I haven't really lately. Um, I'm just, um, just happy to be playing. I just kind of focus on each game as, as it comes at the moment, mm. and just yeah, I, I've not really set a goal at the moment. Um, I think oh, okay, maybe like a mental goal is now play fifty games for the club. Right. Okay. Then, and they'll play a hundred games for the club. Yeah. So it'll go like that, probably. Mm-hmm. Just keep building. So yeah, just keep building, keep it, keep taking it as it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Are you gonna shoot for two thousand minutes without um, conceding a penalty?
2: Um, <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> I, like I don't intend. Like uh, I don't know. I don't really even think about that. That just yeah. happened, I guess. <laughs> I've never thought about that. Yeah, actually, I actually had to think about it when they, when I saw that. I was like, "What? I've not given away one penalty." I was like, having to think back at all, all the games I played, and, and yeah, yeah.
0: Ho-
1: hopefully,
0: we, hopefully now that we've made that stat public, we haven't jinxed you at all. But I think. For the player that you are, and the kind of the intensity that you play it, and I guess the speed of, of you, you know, getting off the ground, getting in the jackal, and getting back in the line, I think I think we're probably pretty safe that you know you, you won't be giving away any penalties anytime soon.
2: Uh well, I hope so. Touch wood.
0: Touch wood. Touch wood. <laughs> right, Tom. Um, I think that's that's all we've got time for this week. So thank you very much for joining us on Warriors Weekly. It is. Cheers, mate. We'll mm. catch you later.
2: We'll good. See you later.
0: Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official
1: podcast.